Good evening, Rabbi Isai. Continuing along here, what the Seichel tells the Nefesh in terms of the right approach, the right protocol to serve Hashem. If we can fulfill exactly what he says here, we'll be perfect. But let's see at least the, uh, the, the target that we should shoot for. So he's in the middle of saying different things that should be done. He says, Umayhem, someone ever a servant who really, truly wants to serve his master properly, Umehem, one of the things that he'll do and take on is Sheyishpal, the Konala Doinov. He will humble himself before his master, Banira Mimaisov, both what's external and can be seen, Uvasef Sermatsbunai, and even in the hidden recesses of his mind. His, his other and his master is always on his mind. Making sure, am I doing the right thing for him? Am I behaving properly, externally, thinking internally? And a person, this, this, this servant, will always behave in a way of submission and lowliness before the master, in terms of his dress. A person wears, wears something that's too gaudy, just so flashy, it's as if he doesn't have any master above him. All he cares about is if, if he's dressing up himself or impressing other people. So obviously it has to be dignified, it has to be nice, it has to be appropriate, but to the point where if I'm standing before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we do, we do a little uh, with, with humility. We know there's halacha, we're coming up to the Yom Ram. There's halacha that our dress that we have on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is different than other, than other Yom Tevim. We have to drop proper, dress properly. It has to be done dignified, Lekavit Yom Tif. But for example, we know that women don't wear as much jewelry when getting dressed for Yom Kippur, going to shul. Many have the custom not to wear any gold jewelry. Part of it is the not to remember the eagle. But it's also that we tone it down because it's it's appropriate when we're, when we're being judged by the Master Himself. But that's the idea. Even and then to honor the Master. And to exalt Him both in speech and in thought. And to constantly praise the Master day and night. Now this is a, an amazing thing here what he says. And this is something that Rabbi Yaina writes in Shari Tshuva, in Shardalad, in Shardalad, this idea of constantly having the the uh, the praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on one's lips. As a matter of fact, Rabbi Yaina writes that the more that we remember to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the more He will continue giving us of His goodness. And that's indeed the way it works. If we remember it well, if we if we praise Hashem continuously, thank Hashem as, it, as the Cheves says here, that the true evidence is the Yishabach V'yoyde. We praise and we thank Oisei the Master day and night. Now, truth be told, we have this in our in our davening. <coughs> we certainly have it in our liturgy of davening. 
part of the formula. But if we can do it in our own words, we're just walking, we just remember things. The We remember the good that Hashem provides for us. Big, small, just offer a thanks. Just with your own words, just say, Thank you, Akadish Borogu. Thank you for a nice day. Thank you for making things well. Thank you for a nice Shabbos. Anything that happens, anything that goes on, continuously praise Hashem. And thank Hashem. Rabbi Yenna says that if we do that, the goodness will continue, will continue coming. And the Shiyiz if this is maybe how we do it, we recall and remember His goodness, both in private, and outward. In other words, there's an idea that we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, both in the privacy of our home, just between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then when with others, with others we could ever point out, oh, you know what Hashem did so good for me today? He allowed this to happen. Certainly when we are able to experience an opportunity of Hashkocha Pratis, some divine intervention that we see Hashem's hand in a clear way. Even if it could be something minor. It's it's not of major proportions. It's not like if I wouldn't have had this, like it would have been catastrophic. Far from that. But it's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed us a window into seeing how He orchestrated something that was perfect. I met this person and because of that, I gained over here. Because of that, something easy happened. Who orchestrated that? It could be as simple as, uh, someone called me up and they said, they're going here anyway, they they took the package for me. They were given to me right. They were able to, to deliver this to me. They were able to take one of my kids somewhere. The list goes on and on. If we open our eyes, we see it happens all the time. It really happens all the time. And I may have mentioned this another time. The famous story about Rabbi Akiva where he went to the town, he wasn't invited in for lodging, he had to go sleep in the forest, and he had his donkey, and he had his candle, and he had his chicken, and a cat came, ate the chicken, and a lion ate the donkey, and then the wind blew out the candle, and he's left there, everything taken away from him, in the dark of the night, having no place to sleep in somebody's house, and in each time he says, everything Hashem does is for the good, and in the morning he found out, that robbers had come to the town, wiped everybody out, and because he was stealthily hidden in the forest, he was saved. And the Chofetz Chaim writes in one of his Svarim, that it was because Rabbi Kiva said, on each experience that happened, and each, we'll call it, bad thing that took place, this was taken away, that was taken away, because he said, because he says, this is for the good. This too is for the good. Therefore, he was merited to be able to, in the end, see how it was for the good. But we don't even have to go that far. Even things that Hashem just does it openly, smacks us in the face with it. Certainly, we should take that opportunity to continuously praise Hashem, both between us and Hashem, and spread the word. Spread the word of how great Hashem is. The Yisapar Mahalolavu Shvachav we don't know all the words of praise. We're not like David HaMelech, who's able to say it so eloquently. But truth be told, that's one way of doing it. If we don't have the words to express it, we use the words of Davani. Take one of the chapters of Tehillim, take a parakah Tehillim, 
look in, in one of the places they have an index to say, this is what you do when you want to praise Hashem and say that parakatilim. Tap into David Amelech's words. Often times it's brought in many svarim that when something of, of a good, great proportion of goodness happens to a person, that they should sit down and say nishmas. Nishmas is all words of praise of Hashem. We usually say it just on Shabbos, Shabbos morning. But if something good happens to a person, say nishmas. We don't have exactly the words. Use the words of the Anshikines HaGadim. But it is if you to praise Hashem, relate His praise, Kefishra And this, again, as we said, that this is one of the recipes for having the continued goodness of Hashem to shower down on us. You know, there's, there's a uh, story about a certain Rebbe who lived till a very, very old age. And they asked him, what was it that he merited living so long? He says, I never had questions to the Ebishta. Everything that I said, ah, this is good, this is good. In other words, the, the point was, sometimes a person says, ah, why is this happening to me? Why does this go wrong? Why? So Hashem said, listen, you want to know? Come. Come here, I'll tell you. No, we don't want to know now. We'll wait for the end. This person... No, nothing was, no, no questions asked. Everything is just good. Everything Hashem is good. When it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's also good. And then you merit seeing exactly why it's good. Continuing along, he says, the Yorutz besimcha That is a very interesting line. Part of this, besides being you, being, acting with humility and dressing with humility before the Master. And using our our mind and our tongue to sing Hashem's praises and thank Hashem constantly. But now, when we serve Hashem, the Yorut Slave which of course is these famous words of this week's parsha, parsha's Kisavai, that we say, "Why did all of this rebuke? Why did all of the teichah happen to the?" B'nai Yisrael, Tachas HaSholei Avaratas HaShem Alikecha B'Simcha V'Tuv Leivav May Rav Koyal When we had all good, we didn't serve Hashem with Simcha and Tuv Leivav with joy and with gladness of heart. Sometimes we didn't serve Hashem at all. But the Pasuk says, no, He you served Hashem. That we did it. But we did it with slapping. We did it Ay, another, Ay, you gotta do this again. I just let me pause for a moment about a, a certain a certain mitzvah, and I think it's something where the the many people fall into the clutches of the Sahara. Just the other year, just last week, someone was talking to me that he moved into a new house, and because of that, he moved from a smaller house to a big house. Now he needs more mezuzahs. So he was saying, "Ooh, mezuzahs are very expensive," and the. Uh, couldn't take the old ones where he where he moved from because you have to leave up the mezuzah in your old house. A Jew is moving in there, and now he has more had more uh, things. So he's wondering where he can buy one that are not so expensive because he has he has more. And I said I said to the person, I said, "Can I just offer you a, a thought over here?" He says, "Yeah." He says, "And I found myself that I used to have this attitude also, and uh, I." Think now, the average American lives in about eight different homes. 
So at the, this stage, being married about 30 years, I've lived them now in my fifth home. You know, you're in a small apartment. You outgrow that Baruch Hashem. go to a little bit bigger apartment, then a little smaller home, until you're ready to buy your first home. And that's the way. So at each time, you know, the, the, the rooms, the doorways increase, Baruch Hashem. And you have to buy more mezuzahs. I said, I found myself also like, oh, oh, boy, how much are mezuzahs? Those days they were $50, $75. Now they're $150 a piece to get a good kosher mezuzah. And you find yourself saying, oh, you think about it, like here HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending you, you have a larger home, you have more rooms, you have more doorways, you have more opportunities to be mekayim, a mitzvah, deiraiz of mezuzah. The Gemara asks, it says, are women mechaev, are women obligated to the mitzvah mezuzah? Well, maybe it's a mitzvah saseh, maybe they're exempt from a time-bound mitzvah. So the Gemara says, Gavri boichai, noshaloi boichavri. Well, you think only men need long life, women don't need long life? What does the Gemara mean to say? The Gemara means to say that since the the privilege of having mezuzahs is laman yirbu yemeichem you get long life for it. So, men need long life, women don't need that protection of long life. Of course they do. So they're also obligated. So, it's a funny thing that you move into a new house. I tell the person, I said, you know, you had to put in a new flooring. I said, yeah, we did. All right. It would cost you a few thousand dollars. Yeah. But you did it. Why? Well, I mean, you need a good flooring. You need to be using the flooring all the time. You need a good flooring. Yeah. Good. And you want it to last how long? A uh, good flooring lasts, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, maybe more. Like, you're buying mezuzahs. The mezuzahs protect your house more than the new flooring protects your house. How much is the mezuzah? If you, you have five extra rooms, Ten extra, you're talking about how much, it's a total of a thousand dollars, you buy good mezuzahs. It's a mitzvah that you get for every mezuzah you put up. The mezuzah itself protects the home, Hashem says, Shakai Shemer Dalsis Yisrael, Hashem says, that's how I protect you. It gives you the opportunity going in and out of each room to remember Akunush Baruch There's so much bracha from a mezuzah, but the Yitzhari gets this, oh, well, it's, it's expensive, a mitzvah. Why isn't the, why are the curtains on your new windows you know, you don't complain about that. You know, maybe uh, you'd like to get maybe a little cheaper ones, but you spend it because you need it, yeah? And you make sure your door is weatherproof, so why would we make sure our house are protected with the mezuzah? It's such a funny thing that that study Yetzirah convinces us to complain about these things. We do them anyway, but we complain about it. That's the besim chuvatov leivav. You're doing the mitzvahs anyway. To get the brach and stay away from the terchocha, do it besimcha uvatov leivav. I go tonight.